0: Hey, Tommy from the Run Testers and welcome to another Run Testers podcast. This episode is our mailbag episode, so this is where we go through some of the questions that you've asked on the channel and just answer them. Simple as that. Let's dive in and see what questions you have posed. Evening, Nick. How are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, um, good. How are you? (laughs) Not bad. Can't complain. This is the uh, the first of our letterbox. We call it letterbox?
1: Mailbag letterbox. Mailbag. Mailbag's better, isn't it? Mailbags. Or American, is it? letter, letter post box. I don't know. What mailbag. What they used to call it on,
0: like, uh, going live and
1: stuff? I'm sure it
0: was mailbag on that.
1: Yeah, maybe then, yeah. What's, what was it called uh, on BBC Radio 4? <laughs> Points of view points of view was there
0: <laughs> yeah points of view i'm sure there's a there's a clever uh running shoe uh yeah. wordplay there but i the think about ne- it points of shoe points of shoe that's actually very good there we go Point. <laughs> that's it that's that's uh that's live brainstorming yeah, a little for the peek behind the curtain there yeah <laughs> points of shoe very nice that does we can still talk about watches and stuff as well can't
1: we yeah yeah i think that i think people won't people won't complain <laughs> okay. So
0: the, the point of this podcast is we tried to do a bit with the other po- podcasts, but it's quite hard to fit in lots of questions because we don't have a lot of time in the podcasts. And we have a bit of a problem on the, on the channel that we get so many questions now on videos, on email, and we just don't have time to do it. We're spending a lot of time. M- like reviewing shoes filming and editing that we just yeah. never get around to it and it, it does annoy some people because it, it chases up on some of the questions
1: yeah it kind of ends up you don't answer any of them because if you answer one of them you feel that you feel like you should have answered all the other ones as well but um yeah it's uh yeah, like I say, we're very busy at that, and and it, we all have jobs as well as like the run testers. So it's uh, yeah, it's tricky to get to them all. Yeah, it's
0: an important point to point uh, to to make that uh, we all have full time jobs. So it, <laughs> it, we're not a business that's sat doing this all the time. It's uh... no. So yeah, so the idea is that we're gonna we're gonna go through some of the comments, pick out some of the questions that we can answer, and in future, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a question then you can email us at team at theruntesters.com. But we're going to set some rules on questions because we do get some quick questions through and they're very, very specific and personal. Sometimes we'll get emails through where people really give us, I don't know what, like their life story about running, but when they're (laughs) injured, about what, what type of run they do and things like that. If your question is very specific to you, then we're probably not going to answer it. But if your question is useful to other people, then we'll add it to the list and we'll probably answer it in this podcast series.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I will say, in general, we don't answer anything injury-related because we're not physios. Uh, Injury problems are something you should really see. An expert about no shoe is going to fix that and you're you're not going to get advice from some guy on YouTube that will fix your injury forever so we'll steer clear of those maybe whack points of shoe in the subject line so we know we know it's yeah, for points them.
0: of shoe yeah yeah <laughs> um, I just want to see people using that
1: <laughs> but yeah generally yeah think of questions that other people are going to want answered as well because we you know we give a little bit of shoe advice individually we're here and there where we can but do quite a lot of that with people I know already and it's easier to do that with someone you know it's tricky online.
0: Yeah, so we're going to be picking out the sort of questions that we can talk about that are going to be beneficial to anybody listening to this podcast about <laughs> shoes and sometimes watches and other kit. Yeah. All right, then. well, let's dive into the questions that I've got at the moment. So the first one I picked out is an interesting one. We've done a lot of stuff on the Puma Velocity Nitro 3 over the past um, few weeks. Somebody is asking, and I can't actually pronounce the... Uh, it's just like a load of letters and numbers. Um <laughs> Okay, so hold on, I'm just trying to translate this. Uh, is Vel- Velocity 9J3 better than the 2?
1: Uh, I'd say if it is, it's marginal. I-, I would certainly say look for a deal on the 2. You've got a little bit more foam in the 3, which I think will help on longer runs and maybe longevity. But you know, I, I overall, I found the experience was very good in both shoes, and I'd be happy getting the 2 myself. You, Tom? pretty much the same
0: but i do notice that extra little bit of cushioning in mm. the three I, I don't think it massively changed my view of the shoe but i definitely think that you know it, it, we always say this you know if you can get the old one cheaper in this case it's almost identical so it's not like you're, you're losing anything by by getting the two it's if you can get that cheap and one of my friends bought it for 50 pounds this week
1: yeah i've seen it 50 pounds a few places at the moment so yeah, I do think you'd be pretty happy getting the... Uh, the the, the 3 is slightly heavier because of the extra foam. I wouldn't say that's a problem at all. Like The extra yeah. weight there is negligible, and the foam is probably worth it. So, But yeah, I'd probably, if you're getting the 2, even £20 cheaper, I'd get the 2.
0: I agree. Okay, that's a nice,
1: easy one. <laughs> Good start.
0: Okay, one for you, because I haven't tested one of these shoes. In our video the, for the Adidas Takumi Sen 10, Yeah, uh, the race test, how
1: does it compare to the Streakfly? Oh, it's much better than the Street Fly. We we did we did some comparisons because when the Takumi Sen 8 came out, they, these were the hot shoes, these these uh these low-stack shoes, and the Street Fly had come out at a similar time. And I think Street Fly is a nice shoe, it's a fun shoe, but it's got nothing like the propulsion and speed of the Takumi-sen. It's not got a plate in it, it's just got a little PIBA shank and it's very light and it feels nice. But actually, interestingly, the race I talk about in the Takumi-sen 10 review, the five mile race there, I did the exact same race in the Street Fly a couple of years ago when that came out um, in Victoria park. And at that time I didn't run in the street fly faster over five miles. And I had done in the alpha fly two on a worse course, uh, on the day of a back-to-back like training block in a race. So I do think the Takumi is a much better shoe than the, um, than the street fly. I think it's the best of all those low stack racing shoes. It's just, it's just faster. It's pretty much as light. You get the extra propulsion from the rods. The light strike pro foam is really good in a lower stack because it's quite, it's firm, but still bouncy. Where the Streetfly is, is quite soft and it does feel great. It is a lot of fun, that shoe, but I just don't think it's got the level of performance. So, yeah, Takumi, I think, is the best shoe. Fantastic shoe, that Takumi. Yeah, so much fun.
0: Okay, we've got one here from <coughs> Stuart, Stuart Clant, Um He's saying, I, I'm going to get these names wrong because there's also a load of numbers after it as well. Um, is the Super Blast overkill for easy to faster five or ten k, or is the versatility, uh, or is that versatility that means it
1: it can do it all? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think it can do it. I think the Super, Super Blast is almost by its nature overkill uh, for, <laughs> for everyone because it is so expensive, but and it's so big, but it is brilliant and it mm. does all. It will do the runs he's talking about really well. I've kind of this year found that I've really looked at the Novo Blast Four and the Rebel V Four as. Low cost super blast alternatives. That I'd use for the same kind of runs. I think super blast is probably still you know a tiny bit better, but you know you, in terms of actual overall better, the value is such a big thing. So I don't know. Like it will do the runs well, right, Tom? But it's overkill. It's really depends on your budget, I guess.
0: I think I think it depends. If, if 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 this person's asking is doing lots of different runs and he's looking for something that can cover him for those runs and the five to ten or ten k. Then yes, I think it's a good shoe and it can deal with a lot of stuff. If you're specifically looking for five or ten k's, I wouldn't use the the Last. I think it's very good, very versatile, great fun shoe to wear. But there's probably better shoes if you you really stick into those shorter distances. It's quite a, I mean, it's it's fairly light shoe for the size of it. I was quite surprised when I yeah you know, saw that saw saw the weight of it. But it's still quite a big shoe, and it, there are there are sort of nimbler little shoes that i would use for 5-10k to 10K, definitely
1: yeah i would say definitely the rebel is exactly the use case i would have for it which is a it's a plateless bouncy lower stack shoe but still certainly got enough stack and comfort for those shorter distances it's lighter than the super blast it's much cheaper it's a bit nimbler you can even look at the rebel v3 if you're just looking at those distances because the four has got a bit more supportive and wide which is great for long runs but you know again 5-10k i'd be very happy in the rebel v3 mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, like I say, it's, it's it's kind of always overkill, the Super Blast. It won't do a bad job, but I would, if you are sticking to short distances, like Tom says, I'd probably be happier in, or just as happy in other shoes.
0: Excellent. Good. Okay. This is quite a tough one, actually. I was mulling this over earlier. Which is softer, the Puma Velocity Nitro 3 or the Socony Ride 17? A uh, softer, the Ride or the Puma? The
1: uh, Puma's a little bit softer to me.
0: Yeah. Neither of them particularly in the, in the you know the spectrum of shoe softness neither of them particularly soft shoes no um i think it's pretty close i don't think yeah. it's like one shoe's soft and one's firmer i think it's just a different feel to the foam puma has a very dense feeling foam which means it doesn't necessarily feel that soft but it does have a little bit of give in it whereas the uh the ride 17 the the, the latest <sighs> update to that that foam it is it's quite a firm foam
1: I yeah fi- i find it is yeah it's kind of those ones that's firm but comfortable and it's yeah it's quite balanced i, I... Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say either of them are very soft, like Tom says. I think you probably get... Yeah, they're pretty simple. I mean, the Fuma got that dual density set up, which... Yeah. I'm going to
0: say Puma. I'm going to say Puma is probably l- just feels, on the ride, just a little bit softer. Yeah. Got a bit more give in it.
1: I think that's probably probably more noticeable for me, because uh, obviously I, I heel strike, Tom doesn't, and it's, it's got it's got more of that foam at the heel, and I think it's a bit softer there in particular than the, mm. the ride, which is a much more consistent feeling across the midsole. So yeah, I think the Puma is softer, and it's... Even though it's got a lower drop, a higher drop, uh, I think that softness still carries into the forefoot a bit more. Mm.
0: Okay, good. Okay, still on a a similar vibe. Uh, Which is bouncier, the Boston 12,
1: the Superblast,
0: or the Endorphin Speed 3? Um,
1: Again, a lot of this will depend on gait. Uh, and you know where you land the kind of like i'm a i'm a shuffly runner so you know i don't tend to get some sometimes i don't get as much bounce as shoes out of other people but i think of those the bounciest is the super blast i think the other the others have a slightly snappier faster feeling ride i think the super blast feels to me a lot more hmm. directly bouncy doesn't necessarily mean it's it's better in the same way like the alpha fly 2 is bouncier than the alpha fly 3 but the alpha fly 3 i think is a better ride in terms of speed and stuff but i think super is the bounciest of those
0: I'd agree. I think, I haven't I've tried the Boston 12, I'm tempted to pick, pick a pair of those up at some point.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I think there's a difference between bounce and that sort of propulsive energy yeah. you get from the speed. The speed's quite snappy. It yeah. It doesn't really feel bouncy. It's not like it's, you know, a soft
1: little bounce. No, a lot motion. of it relies, it relies on the rocker, basically, quite a lot. Um, yeah. And that's where kind of the speed is, and you know, it is, you know, it's bouncy in hard terms, because the foams these days are all bouncy, but yeah, the Super blast feels like a noticeably more... Bounce geared shoe,
0: yeah. I go, go for I go for the Super Blast as well. Okay, next question. Oh, this is an interesting one. It came off the back of uh, the Hocker MacX versus Socony Ride Seventeen video. How do you define super foam?
1: <laughs> I was just
0: out on a run now, uh,
1: just just uh, for this podcast, and I was mulling
0: this over as I
1: was I was running. What do you think? So I think it's it's basically PIBA a lot of the time. It's PIBA or some kind of nitrogen super. It's nitrogen infused supercritical foam. So, mostly the easiest way to define it is uh, are brand's using it in their carbon shoes. (laughs) Um, And that's, and then it's, I mean, you could argue about it for ages because, like, Brooks's so called super foam is a nitrogen infused EVA that doesn't feel like a super foam at all to me. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah, it's not just being a PEBA foam because Puma now using different materials and there's nitrogen infused stuff that's really good foams, but yeah.
0: I suppose there's two ways of looking at it. There's the way that there's there's what the brands are calling uh, yeah, yeah. super foam, and there's what people are actually calling super phones because there's a lot of foams that it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you could you could just, just blanket say it's the lightest, bounciest foam for you know racing, but there's a lot more foams out there now that do other stuff other than that. Yeah. So it's not really a term that anybody really uses that much, is it? I Maybe mean, you must have said it in that video, which is
1: why. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, super in general, just it's yeah. a bit more tenuous now because all the foams and tech is going into shoes that are not in any way super shoes but basically yeah they've it's a shoe that it's a foam that they've found that is lighter and bouncier than average i guess in the past it was moving on from the kind of eva and tpu beaded foams that were fairly common yeah. to now something that's different because they've, know, yeah, they've done this process of nitrogen or they've just used PIBA, which is what everyone does these days
0: and if you go from the brand perspective it's probably their most expensive High performance foam.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it adds a premium to the price. Even then it gets confusing because obviously Nike has ZoomX X and Recycled Zoom X. Is Recycled Zoom X a super foam? Because it doesn't feel the mm-hmm. same. And yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Probably be my favorite <laughs> <upshot laughs> Don't
0: worry about it. I'm not sure they are worrying about it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay, more on super shoes. So this, this chap uh, is uh, Mr. The Asian Gamer. Is saying is nice. the Alpha Phi Three only for races, or can you train in them three times a week? I
1: wouldn't <laughs> want to for that price. No, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's your budget? Like, um, I think even if you did have unlimited money, I wouldn't train it that much. Like we have talked, we've we've done a marathon podcast, training podcast, and both me and you, Tom, said that we do now most use carbon shoes for our hard sessions in the week. But it's not the Alpha Fly I'm using. <laughs> like, uh, I would say it's uh, yeah know. There's, there's lots going on about research right now. Is car using carbon shoe is going to injure you if you use them in training a lot? It's a bit tenuous. A lot of pros don't like using them. Every time I speak to one, they tend to say they don't use them for much because they're worried about injury stuff like that. But also, yes, yeah, the prices. It's, it's the Alpha Fly. Like if you've bought the Alpha Fly three, I would say their percentage is very, very high that you have an old carbon shoe as well. The Alpha three isn't your first one, so you'd probably I use that for your training sessions and keep the Alpha Fly for race day because. I don't think it's not going to fall apart like I think it's going to be a reasonably durable shoe but it's going to be at its best in a race the newer it is I think
0: yeah well I, I bought mine as soon as they came out for 285 pounds and I am definitely not using them for training <laughs> runs I've, I've used them for three runs now and now they're purely in the back of my cupboard waiting for a race I might use them this weekend but I definitely wouldn't race expect, well and, and because I ripped the bottoms off of any super shoe oh
1: exactly terrified
0: yeah. that if I could take it just out for a little jog that i'm going to be um wasting all
1: that money whereas i got so i got mine that i think by chance i had them earliest on the channel so i was doing a lot of runs in for our reviews and i i did a 20 miler in the other day actually for marathon training and i'm in about 70 80 miles in them now and it's like already i'm at the point going well sure would like a new pair when it comes to london marathon <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know it is it's psychosomatic but i uh, yeah you could use them but it wouldn't be like i mean i also think with carbon shoes you need to be in the right place to use like if i just went for a run near me just stayed around Chingford, dodging people and going on cambered pavement. The carbon shoe is not a very good idea. You you know, it's it's not very stable. So I wouldn't use them that much. No, I might use them once a week but if again i probably wouldn't use the Fly.
0: <laughs> yeah Well, it's probably also based if, if if you if if this this guy is actually thinking he wants to use alfly 3s for training there's probably better super shoes that can do both as well the alfly is probably one of the worst ones if yeah. you're looking for something that can do more than more than just the race day stuff i mean i would definitely go for something like the um uh, I mean, even the new, that New Balance SE Elite V4, I've been training in that this week because yeah. I'm less bothered about saving that for race day because I don't think I'm going to use it for many big races. But that's an absolutely fine daily shoe, quite
1: comfortable. Dwarf Pro lasts a long time, great for yeah. training. Uh, I think, actually, the Adidas Adios Pro 3 is a brilliant racing shoe that can hack a load of training and not fall apart. And, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. like I say, the Alphala would probably be bottom of my list to a shoe to use a lot for training, having spent 285 and eighty five couldn't
0: it yeah or, or just get yourself the outfly 3 and then what is it that was like left 100 pounds the Alfly 1 was the other day on some offer yeah of yeah the random website if any
1: fly 1 on foot. So yeah if you can do that that'd be great
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right next question bit of a bit of a debate question um <laughs> should people what is the benefit for people to um get new carbon plate shoes over older versions
1: well it's it basically it's whether you buy into the idea that the new version is better and I think we're pretty clear in most of our videos that a lot of the time we're pretty happy to recommend getting an old carbon shoe given the prices of them these days. especially in the UK. I feel like the discounts don't seem to be the same in the US on old carbon shoes but in the UK you can nearly always find a previous generation shoe for ridiculous price or even a current generation like Adidas and Asics haven't updated their shoes in the old ones. So at the moment I think the Nike Airfly 3 is the best carbon plate racing shoe. If you want to buy the best carbon plate racing shoe and you don't care about the money I would buy the Nike Airfly 3. If I was right now buying a shoe for myself and I did care about the money, I would probably buy an, an old generation carbon shoe. I think I'd get the... Yeah. Well, even the Vaporfly 3 now is reduced in sales to a lot. I'd probably get that. You know, we'd really like most of the time, we're not 100% that a new version of a carbon shoe is better than the old one. I think it's quite rare that we all say, definitely, the new version is the best, right?
0: Yeah, completely. I mean, yeah. and, and even even if we do, we often get quite a lot of response from people saying, no, I don't like the new yeah. one. I prefer the old one.
1: And even when it's just a marginal, and then even when we do agree it is, it's often just a marginal update. Like you know it's not like it's night and day between them so i would certainly you know the value option is definitely to look at the older shoes because yeah the price is crazy and brands are releasing them every year still because it's clearly such a big area for them that and that means they're slashing the price i mean over black friday you get the adios pro 3 for 50 quid in one size yeah it's mad
0: (laughs) well well i would i would say that the, the the industry has changed quite a bit so in the maybe like four years ago when there weren't many people releasing carbon plate shoes it was that somebody was bringing out something that was new and innovative yeah. and they'd been designing it for 4 years and eventually it'd come out and it had some technology in it which nobody'd ever seen before in those days there it, there was like you remember when the you know the, the vape by next percent came out yeah. the 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 difference in that shoe I'd now used the 4% but I assume there's quite a big difference between between those two
1: shoes yeah stack was a fair bit bigger, droppers, like basically became the prototype of the Monrosa. And then you remember around that time, or in the outfly, was the regulations came in. And now all brands are working to what you can do with 40 millimeters of foam and a single plate. And actually, there is a limit to what you can do with that. You've got to yeah. keep working on the foam, but the foam is only well, going to be 40 meters. What so. we're seeing
0: now is there's a lot of brands that are not so much... Wouldn't necessarily say improving, but they're just changing the the shoes. So new versions are almost like a different type of shoe than the other shoe. Yeah. I mean, Puma is a good example of a brand that's really trying stuff out at the moment, isn't it? It's it's really experimenting with shoes. And, you know, it's not like the perfect shoe coming out. It's sometimes we test our shoes and we're like, no, actually, That experiment doesn't quite work. So, the newest shoe doesn't necessarily mean it's better. It means it's just different than the previous versions. Now, there are some shoes that that's slightly different for because I think if you look at something like the Nike Alpha Flight, Nike has got to be so careful in how they develop that shoe because they make a really bad version that's going to be massive. You know, it's going to, it's probably their biggest, one of their biggest wins. So, it's, yeah, it's it's very difficult. (laughs) It's very difficult to, uh, to say, but I mean, I would, if I went out and bought a pair of shoes, I'd definitely just go out and buy, you know, five Fairfly 2s, half fly 1s. I still think I prefer the fly
1: 1s to the three. so. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Like, everything, you can get swept up in new shoes. happens to us. You know, we're excited about shoes. And there's certainly shoes on the market right now that I think, oh, there's room here for them to get better. Like, they're good shoes now. Like, the Puma Fast R2, for example. Oh, this is a good shoe. There's definitely room for this to improve, trim the weight down, um, that kind of thing. And, you know, that'll be a lot of the changes you see in the few next few years will be, like, if they don't try and claim some fantastic new foam, they'll just be trimming the weight down a little bit, rejigging the geometry, or doing something like Mizuno where they're reshaping the midsole so they can get away with higher stack heights in yeah. certain points and stuff. But um,
0: yeah. and sometimes those things do work, and you and you get it, and yeah. you go, "Wow, absolutely!" I don't know why nobody's done this before.
1: Exactly. But to to get it before you know that is very risky.
0: So and also yeah, i also definitely say- go for tried and tested ones. I, I would say
1: yeah and i also would say like, even when they do make something that is a genuine improvement i do think the alpha fly is an improvement and better than the other shoes out there we're still talking incredibly fine margins like yeah i don't think me having the alpha fly on at london compared to me having uh like any of the shoot like the MetaSpeed sky plus or something like that is what's going to really make a difference on the day compared to like a couple of gusts of wind or something like that so it's yeah. um yeah i'd be happy to get an old shoe for sure uh and yeah like you say you've got the, the tribe and tested route there as well so and all people just you know, you'll always find someone to tell you that older shoes better because people have a lot of loyalty to shoes that have won You know, done them well in races, and yeah. that 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 will give you peace of mind. Then,
0: <laughs> yeah, and and <clears throat> slight tweaks to shoes and things isn't what people are expecting. So, if you, you know you, you've been following, you've been buying all the shoes from a range for a while, a new one comes out. It's not that different. It's going to annoy <laughs> you, isn't it? You spend two hundred eighty-five pounds on it, or whatever. <laughs> And it's it's not delivering. It's not it's not some amazing new silver bullet that's going to get you an extra five minutes off your marathon time. Cool. No. Okay. Well, that's I think that's pretty clear then. If, yeah. If if you can get a cheaper, older version, that's probably the best best option.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some concern. I want to talk spoke to someone about this actually. A shoe expert's like, what happens if a shoe was made three years ago? Say, and you're picking up in a mm-hmm. sale now. Say, assuming Nike didn't keep making the Alpha Fly One, for example. But in our in our experience, buying a shoe that's like that, it still felt just as good, right? So. Yeah, I yeah don't so I, I wouldn't then. be too concerned about that as long as it's been stored somewhere correctly. You know, I mean, I picked mine up off, e- off eBay and they still felt great, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You've got a question, haven't you?
1: Yeah, loads of questions on the latest video. <laughs> um, I think it's a fair question uh, and I think it's b- actually, it's a useful question to explain how we work on the run testers. Uh, so loads of people are asking why Tom is not in the Endorphin Pro 4 video having been, you know, the flag bearer for the Endorphin Pro 3 The ladder races. <laughs> now, I'm say that all of us were theoretically sent these shoes at the same time. They they dripped in, the, the Socony shoes this is, they dripped in kind of piecemeal. I got one before some of the others and stuff like that. So obviously that's out of our hands. But the main thing to say is, uh, well, it's a bit different these days, but certainly when we started the channel, we didn't get shoes for the run testers. We were all journalists who are covering shoes for websites and you know, that is still our mate, that is our job. That is what we get paid for. You know, we get, there's money on the run testers, obviously from YouTube advertising and stuff like that, but um, that's, it's not our day-to-day job. So for example, we couldn't go, oh, I think Tom should have the shoe instead of someone else on the channel because all of us have to have have the shoes for our actual (laughs) jobs and to write reviews on them. And, you know, that's why we're getting the shoes in mainly. So although it has changed a bit, some brands only know us from the run testers, I think, which is quite funny uh, having spent, Mm. you know, quite a large part of our lives trying to build up careers in this area to, <laughs> to only get fed yeah. up from YouTube but yeah that is the reason tom is not the endorsement private we didn't uh, cut him out we're not saving him for a special video yeah, yeah. we are not um, I
0: meant I meant to have them they just haven't appeared and yeah. I'm, I'm crying myself to sleep at night
1: yeah I, exactly yeah so um straight right uh, my favourite comment, I think, was the guy who just uh, predicted Tom's review for everyone, which was very helpful. who just—it's uh, <laughs> right. um, probably not far off. You know. he, says, he says he'll like them, but if you can get the Endorphin Pro Three in a deal, I wouldn't hesitate. That's just what we've just been saying. So um, <laughs> about most shoes, he says, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, but that's—I think that's also explained. That's the process. You know, we get shoes from brands and retailers for our major. and that is also, I think, I think, obviously, people are very concerned about this in general on the internet. I guess it's fair enough with the big um, movement influencers. Like, oh, you must be biased. You're getting shoes for free, but. We all write for websites, and you have done for a long time. It's how journalism has always been. You know, samples come mm-hmm. into publications, and that's how you review them. And if you were writing biased, partial reviews because you got something for free, you'd be, you'd be, you wouldn't be a journalist for very long. Basically, you wouldn't. Yeah, a- and, and
0: if <laughs> uh, people read a lot of the reviews that we write, I think you'd be pretty clear that a lot of them aren't biased because they're yeah yeah not very positive in some of them.
1: I also say yeah, just watch the reviews, and and you know, usually you can make up your mind off that but also you've got to remember that as journalists for a long time we're incredibly entitled people and don't really get a kick out of getting stuff for free so it's not like that's really changing that's <laughs> not really changing yeah. our mind in a uh, regards to a brand that much we're just uh you know we just we get stuff in to review it uh, completely impartially and that's how journalism always has been really mm-hmm. um i don't know if that will change but that's why we get the shoes so it's not the case of we all got the sock in for the run testers and we decided tom wouldn't get one that was that was not our thought process <laughs>
0: Yeah, I believe I, I believe that was the case.
1: I mean, well, I did. I have gone behind your back several times to so sock and you asked you to not to not send them to you, just to try get, <laughs> I know it'll really wind you up. I'm
0: hoping that I, I end up with like a gold pair. <laughs> special edition faster pair
1: <laughs> we've already found them on it in sale haven't we so we could uh, we could um, yeah sports yeah. pursuit not a website I knew that much about but yeah very good deals on shoes um, yeah, yeah I've never bought yeah. any from them before well, but we will well, delay well, the four of you until Tom has them I don't well, care I'm, how long I'm it
0: desperate takes. to get it because I've got brighton a half marathon this weekend and last year is, was my PB I was 122 in the and Endorphin Elites so yeah. it would have been
1: nice to do the anniversary well, why don't you uh, you're seeing Mike Thursday why don't you borrow his shoes for the weekend
0: no, I don't want to burn down Mike's uh, ones. once.
1: That's true. Yeah, I might, I might destroy destroy the outsole on it. It's true. Yeah, and also as we were saying, Mike does have to review them for a couple of websites. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, they're good shoes, Tom. You like them, I think they are very similar. I, I do think I, I quite I prefer the the layer of HD foam myself, a bit firmer under the forefoot. But mm. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a big change. I've just done two monster marathon workouts in them. So nice.
0: Well, yeah. I've got the uh, new Mizuno
1: Wave Rider. Rebellion so, Pro Two, Rebellion which Pro also Two, also arrived today for me. But They're not Wave Rider. Are they Wave Riders? Wave Rebellion. Wave Rebellion. Wave Rebellion Pro Pro. Two. I also got today, but in, unfortunately in the wrong size, so I won't be joining Tom on the first run of those. I'm going to use the mm. uh, the Hokers, Cielas, Cielos. Got a very tasty session tomorrow night. And do you see, by the way? um oh, I've got team uh, That Asics are trailing the metas- new MetaSpeeds, Ooh. so announcing tomorrow, I think. At the time of recording. So that's <laughs> something else you've got to try find and that get- out. Uh, just just on Instagram, some like a uh, mm. uh, someone we know. Uh, name, Should be Shared. very
0: interesting what they uh, if they go down the the two version
1: route. Yeah, well, they will be. Yeah, and I've uh, I've had a little look and play with them, but I haven't been able to get the actual shoes to test, unfortunately. Mm. What's your session tomorrow, Tom? I've got fifteen times one k.
0: I did that a couple of weeks
1: ago. I hated it. I'm quite, well, I'm doing five at 3.30 and the last, then 3.20 and then five at 3.10, but it's it's 100 meters recovery. So I've got to see how long I can oh, stretch yeah, no, that I didn't out, that. I did
0: do that. No, <laughs> I, know, I, didn't do, I didn't do 50 times 1K. I did 50 times 3 minutes, something I can't remember, which is basically 50 times 1K for you. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> no, I've got uh, six, uh, 10 minutes at half marathon pace, 3 times 5 minutes at 10K pace, and then 3 times 4 minutes at 5K pace.
1: Wow. So are these paces or intensities? Uh, pace, my actual
0: pace for what so I race
1: this. That's a pain, isn't it? To find a somewhere you can run those paces is quite tricky. Well, i am got to go down the uh, velodrome. Oh, that 600 metre road. Yeah, they use, that looks good, that, but you said it gets busy with people on bikes.
0: not a, not no. So I, I, I use it for my, because uh, I normally do track sessions on a Wednesday at the, the proper track. But yeah. now I'm doing marathon training. I can't do my own session, so I've got to go. Um, I use the... Um, cycling track and no one goes down there at night it's quite dark but it's fine to run in the dark there because there's nothing on it well there's a bit of a sort of camber right camber on it which is a bit annoying but it's hurting my ankle last time i was on it because i did about 30 laps of it
1: so yeah i last i went to tracks i'm doing these monster sessions for marathon training it was the, the first time in ages i reversed the direction for some of the session just because yes um just leaning in on the bends you know, yeah. I was, I, did, I think I did 20K on the track last time. This this one tomorrow will be 20-odd K on the track. So,
0: Well, I, I hadn't even thought about that because I, I do constant laps around my park. So I do like 20 laps of the park. And my mate mentioned to me, he's like, if you keep running around that way, you're going to have sh- one leg shorter than the other. <laughs> but it probably is actually, it will have an effect if you're doing that all the time, won't it, constantly?
1: If it's a tight bend, yeah, it almost doesn't matter. I mean, if you just run upright on the bend on the track yeah. completely, it probably doesn't really change anything. But because you do lean into the bend if you're running quick a bit. I, yeah. I do notice it a little bit if you're doing that many I, mean, I wouldn't do it you know when i was doing like 10 times 400 or even 10 times a okay. k. it's only when you're there for ages but um well enjoy i uh, i'm very excited to try this hoker out that mike's tested buzzing for, again actually I, I, it follows on for that question people ask why have you done a, a Hoka cielo versus alpha flies because none of us have had both shoes yet so now i do have both shoes by the end of the week uh, i'll have done
0: two very difficult shoes to get hold of
1: Yeah, I'll have done 60k in the Hoka by the end of this week because I've got so so many big runs to do this week. So I'll, um, Mm. I'll, um, well, I may
0: be using the Wave Rebellion Pro 2 for Brighton if I don't get the Pro 4 by then or the Alpha Fly because I basically got to do two half marathons before Boston and use those two half marathons to decide whether I go for the Alpha Fly 3 or the Socketing Dolphin Pro 4 for Boston.
1: There you are. Probably the shoe you've got, I guess. That's
0: probably going to be what I'm going for. Maybe (laughs) I'll go um, uh, Rebellion, Rebellion Pro.
1: Brilliant, Pro is sick it's just a, a bit scary for a full marathon isn't it especially yeah. with your cars
0: uh, yeah right well uh, <coughs> like if, if you've listened to this podcast all the way through thank you well done uh, well done <laughs> um, and if you have a question email us at team at the run dot com and uh, we will uh, oh and, and say uh, points, points of, of shoes, shoes. Uh, points, points of shoe in, of the, shoe uh, in the subject in the line of- <laughs> and um, we might uh, answer the questions in the next podcast
1: yeah I'm very happy to Cheers for listening. Thank you. Bye.
0: This episode of the podcast was presented by Tom Wheatley and Nick Harris Fry. It was produced by Tom Wheatley. The music was by Fear of Tigers.